I think you're very special. Everyone's one of a kind. Except twins. (laughs) (laughs) Putting twins on blast here. Hey guys, my name is Emma Austin and you're listening to Pillow Talk, a podcast where I sit in bed with my husband and gab about sex and shit. Okay. So I've been I've been trying really hard to stay hydrated. Yeah. But apparently my mouth noises are still a problem. Yeah, I can still hear them. Do you know what else is bad? The cat. I know I can hear the cat too, but I'm wondering, last time, no, you could totally hear it, but it was kind of not that noticeable while we were talking. Yeah, okay. So we might just have to be okay with the cat meowing because yeah. nope. he doesn't like being locked out of the bedroom. So no extended silences. Well, if he could meow in the silence, that would be great. Yeah. It would really help for editing. We have a new (laughs) co-host. Well, what's new in our life? What's new in our life? Well, there's one new thing in our life is that we're looking to buy this really old house. It's beautiful. (laughs) It needs a lot of work. It needs a lot of work, yes. But it's fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I want it. Yeah, I wanted to. <laughs> the thing is, it's it's in our price range. Yeah. And, and we're, we're, you know, we need a big house because we have four fucking kids and they're bougie as fuck and they can't <laughs> share a room for some reason. Like, nobody fucking sleeps. It's mm-hmm. miserable. Yeah. So we need a lot of rooms and we want to be downtown. And so we're buying a house with a lot of shag carpet and wallpaper and we're just going to make it better. <laughs> Now, I want to clarify that downtown, that sounds fancy, but we live in a very small town. We yeah. live in the middle of nowhere. Half of our our citizens are students of the university. Yeah. And downtown just really means close to the post office. Yeah. <laughs> in the library. The post office is the hangout spot in this town. <laughs> there are some bars, but I think the post office is where it's happening. That's where there are the most people. Yeah. Yeah. That's so stupid. <laughs> Welcome to Small Town Talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are we here for? I forget. <laughs> you. <laughs> okay, we're both sleep deprived. Yeah, and yeah. We're podcasting because we have a schedule, damn it. <laughs> yeah, and we're way behind. <laughs> we're way behind. It's this house hunting. Yeah, and, and we're packing. It's hard to hunt for a house in a very small town with very few options. Though it should yeah. make it easy. But but limiting the options and having to pick between too few is challenging. I mean, Uh, anywhere you buy a house, you'll have crap options, but we mostly only have crap options. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But we found one we like. Yeah. So as long as it passes an inspection, we're good. It's over 100 years old, so wish us luck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's true. We need it. Yeah. Okay, who's starting? Well, you, <laughs> you, you, you thought it'd be fun to talk about your, um, your journey as a blogger. Yeah. Because you weren't always a blogger or a writer. No, I wasn't. That's a new development in your life. Yeah, it is. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, fairly new. I've been doing it about a year. Um, so I was a stay-at-home mom yeah. for about 10 years. When I was pregnant with my oldest, yeah. I was put on, like, like off work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been a stay-at-home mom since then. Okay, so, Mm. yes, Mm -hmm. I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years, and I was kind of low-key miserable, you know? It's not easy. It's very hard. It's lonely. Mm. It's boring. (laughs) It's difficult. And, yeah, I just never really felt fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So when I started 
you you weren't fulfilled in a way i think because you weren't really being being a, a stay-at-home uh mom didn't really agree with you no and i i fucking love stay-at-home moms i wanted mm-hmm. to be a stay-at-home mom so bad and then i just didn't i don't know it just didn't feel right and for so many women it does yeah and I applaud them because it's so fucking hard. But I just, I don't know. I just didn't feel fulfilled by it. Yeah. I felt bored, I guess. I don't know. I think it sort of became the default, right? Because I think you you sort of had this idea that you wanted to be a stay-at-home mom that I think yeah. was driven by the fact that you were chronically ill. Yes. And that I was working. Mm-hmm. And so it was. It just made more sense for you to, to be at home. To be at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it it was. I mean, it's what I needed at the time. Yeah. Lots of rest. Yes. I yeah. needed lots of fucking rest. And so, so you were pretty miserable. And then at some point you... Well, listen though. I had brought up writing erotica for years. Okay. This is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Years. And mm-hmm. I have said, I don't know why. I just feel like... I'd be good at it, I guess. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I'm a pretty descriptive person. And I kind of thought, I mean, I don't think I'm amazing. I'm not an amazing writer at all. But I thought, erotica doesn't need amazing writers. Yeah. They just need descriptive writers that kind of like put you in the moment. And I thought I could do that. And I thought that would be a great way to like help our family. We've always kind of struggled with money. You've been a grad student forever. And you have a shit ton of student debt now. (laughs) Like... So it just made sense to try and make money. And because I was chronically ill, it's not like I could go out and really get a job. I was fucking exhausted just being alive. You were put on bed rest a few times. Yeah, I was. And so I needed something something from the bed that I could do. Yeah. And so I, and you kept, (laughs) I don't want to say that you discouraged me or you weren't supportive. That's I discouraged you. (laughs) you, I mean, a little bit. A little. You are very or were very pessimistic. Mm-hmm. I was pessimistic. You were yeah. pessimistic. You, because, you know, I, I, the thing is, I was struggling to make it as a writer, as a freelancer, and you know, before yeah. that, I, I had aspirations to be a writer, and mm-hmm. I saw how hard it was to yes. earn a living off of it, mm-hmm. and then I saw how erotica worked, which was basically making pennies per download on yeah. books that you churn out, right? And it mm-hmm. just seemed so, such an uphill battle to yes. make any money. Mm-hmm. Like, even worse than what I was trying to struggle through. Yeah, it's true. So it looked it rough, but you you seemed to have a passion for it. Mm-hmm, I did. So I think at one point, I had, you know, you had kind of, you just kept saying, like, writers don't actually just write. Like, writers write on the side, and they have jobs, yeah. For the most part. Like, all yeah. the famous writers out there also have side jobs, or or writing is a side job. Because you can't really make a living off writing, was what you believed. So, at the time, I was writing a lot of poetry. <laughs> and I was yeah. reading about, you know, poets who were yeah. insurance agents and poets who were, yeah. you know, whatever, right? Like... Um, and I mean, sadly, poets often don't make enough money. I mean, no, come on. Not all no, poets. No, no, I'm saying no. Oh, you I'm, agree I'm with me. I'm trashing on poetry here. But some poets are great. No, I know they are. And they still don't make what they deserve. No, that's true. And some poets aren't great, and they make more money. Well, that's true. <laughs> now I'm just being mean. Uh, I'm not naming names, though. She knows who she is. <laughs> yeah. So you were a little pessimistic about the possibility of it ever turning into anything. Yeah. Which I understand. You, anything, were, you lu- were being realistic. Anything lucrative. Like, I thought, yeah. you know, you could write, that'd be great. You can make a little money, that's be- that'd be great. But yeah. I didn't see this being a very substantial thing. Not, mm-hmm. not any time... Soon after you'd start. No. So, at one point, I just said, why don't I just write one? Mm-hmm. 
and you can read it and see if you think it's good. Maybe yeah. it's shit and you'll tell me it's shit because, you know, Jake's a editor and writer for a living mm-hmm. and he was the one making all the money back then. And so I wanted his opinion. Right. So his opinion, your opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So I just sat down and wrote one and... You did, yeah. Do you remember what it was about? Oh, fuck. What was the first one I wrote? Did you publish it, or was it an unpublished one? I know you wrote a few that never oh, got published. Oh, it was unpublished. Oh, no, it wasn't unpublished. Mm. Yes. I, I wrote two now. novellas. Mm-hmm. I remember it now. And you thought that they didn't, they weren't yeah. strong enough of a, because it didn't follow the, the um. what do they call those? Fuck. In, like, romantic erotica. Like the hero's journey? No, they call the, them... Or the beats. The beats, yeah. They yeah. didn't follow the beats, really. The right beats. Because yeah. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just writing a story that I liked. But that being said, so I remember... Okay, the let me try to remember this. I think what you had mm-hmm. was an erotic novel. It was about no, a virgin. It was about a virgin mm-hmm. who was engaged to be married. Yes. And her and her fiancé were having wild almost sex. Yes. And leading up to having... Wild sex uh-huh. when she finally gets deflowered on her wedding night. Yeah, and it was good. The writing was great. Yeah, there was a lot of evocative imagery. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of hot sex scenes that got me hard while I was reading. Mm-hmm. It was everything you want out of erotica, except there was just nothing that compelling about two was, people with yeah. zero challenges. Nothing between yeah. them. They were just happily mm-hmm. together and fucking a lot, which is sweet. yeah. But it didn't make like it was. I was trying to see what's what's to keep you engaged in the story, mm-hmm. other than flipping till you see the next sex scene. I mean, I think sometimes erotic can can get away with that. It, it can, but I I took that to that note. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought about redoing the book mm-hmm. and kind of adding that in. Yeah. And then, but I'm kind of the type of person that I'm like, when I'm done something, I'm done something. Yeah, you had so, finished this novel. Yeah, you're not going back. And, to well, it. And I, yeah. I actually wrote two. I wrote a sequel to it That's too. That's right. Yes. Uh, but it was kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. right? It didn't really have. So many that was. The, I think that was the problem too. The story, mm-hmm. because the story was just that mm-hmm. it became kind of too similar across it yeah now, i know i'm sounding super pessimistic but at this point i was kind of really into the idea because you had something there yeah i think there were a few issues with the i'm sounding still pessimistic but honestly it was so <laughs> promising there was just yeah. this one issue with the storyline that if, mm-hmm. if the storyline had been stronger if yeah. there'd be more challenges for this couple to overcome or like something that comes between them or something like that right something mm-hmm. preventing them from really meshing yeah um it would have been a lot stronger. Yeah, I think so too. And so I, I put it aside mm-hmm. and I thought, well, I'll, I'll add that in later, but I'm going to write another idea because I already had the next idea. Yeah. And so I wrote that one. That was the, um, the babysitter. We, well, we, yeah. <laughs> we called it the babysitter while I was writing it. What did, what did I end up calling it? I forget. Um, I don't recall. Oh. It, you have like a five novella series. Yeah. There. Gosh, it's been so long yeah. <laughs> since I really looked at it. Oh, hot for my boss. Hot for my boss. I did yeah. that because, apparently babysitter you put babysitter in the title and then it can get like kind of put in the dungeon because it sounds the uh, amazon dungeon yeah. where they don't show it to people because they assume babysitter means like underage or it could yeah. be it sounds sketchy yes but if my you, the concept was a you know the hot babysitter and you want to fuck yeah you yeah. made her college aged i made her college uh-huh. aged yes <laughs> and and you gave her adversity right her and mm-hmm. her her man 
mm-hmm. had the fact that he was married mm-hmm. standing in between them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So And it did make for a more compelling story. It did. I mean, you know, it's still erotica. It was you know, well, yeah. and I wrote it in I mean, each each I I I wrote them as little mini novellas. Yeah. Novellas? No, I think it's a little less than that. Some of them. Oh. I aimed for eight thousand words. Okay. Yeah. I wrote each of them in one day, mm-hmm. and so I think also my speed surprised you. <laughs> well, okay, so I take forever to write a blog post. Yeah, you do. I can take a week or mm-hmm. so. You know, I take it takes me a while, mm-hmm. and then part I think being an editor makes me way too meticulous you, and perfectionistic. Yeah. You edit while you write. I do edit while I write. I don't. And you churned these out like yeah you, you were writing like a short story a day or mm-hmm. a novella every two or three days yeah mm-hmm. you were writing and sometimes you'd ask me to look them over and i didn't even have time before you got a new one out like you would have one yeah. one ready before i could even read the last one mm-hmm. um because you were very quick yeah and you were brimming with ideas Hmm. i was and they were good like they were great ideas there were a lot of great concepts they mm-hmm. were really hot too like there was a lot of stuff there was some that were uh, really cool really hard to execute there were some that were complex and like you just had a lot of cool ideas coming at and coming out of this yeah they were fun it was fun to use my imagination and, you know can we okay can we talk about where we were sexually at this time because i remember <laughs> you started writing erotica and i read all these things and i thought well that's a little surprising <laughs> Cause we, <laughs> yeah, because we were having the most boring sex ever, really. Like, we, we weren't we were, having much. No, we were starting to a little, yeah. but nothing different. Yeah, it was, it was very, very routine. Very routine. And I was yeah. like, where, where is this like dirty fox when I have sex with her? <laughs> Why is she so dirty on the page? Mm-hmm. So erotic on the page. Yeah. And then we're just sort of, you know in a rut sexually Mm -hmm. we're not you know i I just thought where's all this energy coming from this sexual energy this erotic energy and Mm -hmm. how can i I can harness it for my own benefit (laughs) (laughs) well you did it worked yeah it honestly worked yeah it helped to like write those things i found Mm -hmm. it turned me on i feel like we had sex like every day i wrote so okay yeah there's a (laughs) I have a hard time really knowing for sure how much of me was supportive because I wanted to support your your work. How much of me was supportive because I thought you had something great, which I did think you do. Yeah. And how much of it was me thinking, you know what, I can take, I can pull back from my work a little. We can take a little hit financially because we're fucking more. Yeah. I felt like that was a big, big motivator for you. You started giving blowjobs again after mm-hmm. writing about them. And I thought, you know what, I could take a little financial hit for some blowjobs. <laughs> some people pay for blowjobs. I'll That's just get true. paid less and get blowjobs it works (laughs) yeah because you watch the kids while i write i do so that Mm -hmm. cost us a little bit of money Mm -hmm. so basically anytime you wrote i would make a lot less money yeah because i'd have fewer hours put in Mm -hmm. but you know you had something really promising i'm kind of kidding about the sex thing yeah but also that was a big motivator (laughs) it was it was legit yeah um so so i thought you know i can i can earn I, i can work one hour less a day Mm-hmm. If it means that you're you're working on this project, yeah, and then that can turn into like ninety minutes less a day, mm-hmm. and eventually you kind of really went hard at it, and I was working two hours less a day, yeah, and then you pivoted to writing blog posts, yeah, so that all started because, <laughs> okay, so I was writing erotic on Amazon, but mm-hmm. Amazon all had all these fucking rules, like yeah. you couldn't write about like you know like fantasy. Aff- 
authority figure sex, mm-hmm. you know, like you couldn't write anything like that because that's considered like dubious consent. Yeah. You weren't allowed to write like babysitter stuff. You weren't allowed to write a lot of things and you weren't allowed to have like too sexual of photos on the covers of the books. Which is hard for erotica then to yeah. tone down the photos. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it Yeah, w- I remember you had like some concepts that you couldn't even explore. No. You worked out this whole... I think you might have even written a draft for I this one. I wrote a whole... Yeah, a whole um, story about... I don't remember how long it was. Is this the one about the keyholes? The keyholes. So we live yeah. in a really old house that has these um, doorknobs with little keyholes underneath for... I guess they used to have keys. They don't anymore. Yeah. But then you saw those keyholes and thought, you know what? I'm going to write some peeping erotic. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know. I thought the story came out really good. Yeah. But I couldn't use it because it's obviously non-consent. And I get that. It it was a fantasy, but yeah, Yeah. I get that. Mm -hmm. So I kind of ranted for a while with you about how it doesn't make sense that all of these platforms that sell all of these things then don't treat the people who buy them like adults or the people who... Who, who write them like adults mm-hmm. like we're all fucking adults it's in the adult section yeah why the fuck can't it have a butt on the picture you right know? right so i i got I'm, this idea for the blog post i'm like 90 percent more likely to buy a book if it has a butt on the cover so <laughs> it's, it'd, be, it'd be a good move yeah it's i mean yeah exactly yeah so you were you were complaining so, about it a lot so i oh i should mention that like i did start on medium honestly um a f- gosh a few months before I officially started to, like writing my blog posts in this style, I started with putting my erotica up well, on there. Yeah, and for, I for also a found a big problem there was back then Medium worked on claps. Mm-hmm. And lots of people read my erotica, but almost no one clapped. Mm-hmm. And it was so, really hard to actually earn yeah. any money from all the exposure you were getting. Yeah, like people want to mm-hmm. read the pervy shit, but nobody wants it like showing up on their... Their medium profile. Yeah. No one wants their picture attached to clapping on peephole erotica. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it was frustrating because it mm-hmm. was like, I'm, I'm would be making all this money. Mm. I mean, I don't know how much I would have been making, but more than I was. More than you were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. there was a lot of reads and not, not a lot of claps. Yeah. And so I, switched then and started putting them on Amazon, mm-hmm. thinking that that would help because at least you get paid for the reads. Yeah. Um. So then, so I already had a uh, Medium account. I had like, un- I think I had unsubscribed for a couple months mm-hmm. because I wasn't using it anymore. Yeah. But I thought about this concept for a blog post about how, just about how the biggest platforms that sell sex also kind of shame you for selling sex. Yeah, you were frustrated. Right, or punish you. You were frustrated at all the restrictions Amazon was putting on you. So you yeah. said to write a blog post about how we're all adults, we all love yeah. fucking, and we all love reading about fucking, but then all these platforms have all these rules that prevent you from putting anything sexual out yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. And that's really fucking frustrating. And it's, it's, it doesn't make sense at this time, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. In this day and age. Yes, I hate to say that line because uh-huh. I feel like it's such a cliche. It is a cliche. But <laughs> but yeah, so I I like, I like kind of ranted for a while and then I was like, this could make a good blog post. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about how maybe I could write erotica and write blog posts and kind of have two income streams. Yeah, yeah. And so I started blogging. Mm-hmm. So yes. the, th- the thought was that you could write erotica. I remember you thinking yeah. was that you could write erotica on one end, mm-hmm. and then on Medium you could write about, about sex. About sex, yes. Rather than writing sex scenes. Yeah. yeah. And within my first month, 
I think I had, I, I don't remember exactly, but I had around, I got around a thousand followers in my first month. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I have something here. Now, I'm going to say I was also a writer on Medium at the time. Yes. Who I did not crack a thousand followers <laughs> and I had been at it for, I don't know, a few months. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so you you took off a lot faster than I did. Yeah, yeah. So I stopped writing erotica, <laughs> yeah, and I just never picked it back up because this. I feel like my first month, I think I made more than I. I mean, I, I don't want to get into money too much, but I made more than I did with a writing erotica. Yeah, you didn't make much, but you didn't make much at all with erotica either. Yeah, no. so it was just kind of like this yeah. one. This was more promising. Yeah, this had more potential. It yeah. seemed like, yeah. and so like. My goal at this point was, why don't I do this? It's fun. I mm-hmm. enjoy it. It kind of fulfills something in me. Like, I felt like I, it just felt like what I was supposed to do. And I don't know how to describe that. It's such a weird feeling. <laughs> but it just felt right. Mm-hmm. And like, I was supposed to do this all along. So I thought, maybe I'll make enough to like, take my husband out to dinner once or twice a month. And that'd yeah, that be was fun. So I was, yeah, I was just thinking that if I could at least, like, take you out somewhere nice mm-hmm. once or twice a month or, like, do something fun, you know? Yeah. Um, that that would be, like, great because I enjoy doing it for free. And yeah. so if I could make a little bit of pocket change, all the better. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, this, you know, it, you felt fulfilled, I think, because you, you're a very creative person. You were feeling a lot more uh, fulfilled, I think, because you, you've always had this kind of, like, pent-up creative energy like you've always been very creative but you had no real outlet for it and so now you had an outlet for it and that was really like firing you up yeah i loved it yeah so like the the, basically the only creative thing i've did in a lot like the last 10 years was Mm -hmm. i learned photography Mm -hmm. so that i could take better pictures of my kids because i mean we were kind of broke i couldn't afford to get professional photographers all the time and i but i really wanted to have nice Good quality photos of our kids. Mm-hmm. So I took like, oh gosh, like two years worth of photography courses, <laughs> like a whole bunch of classes and workshops and some like free online things and some that I paid for. And that was my creative outlet for yeah. years. Yeah, you'd set up these elaborate shots and you'd get like everything. You'd have these like these high concept photograph photo- uh, photos. Yeah. Photo shoots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that- I bought like backdrops uh-huh. and lights and all sorts of cool things yeah. that now come very in handy. <laughs> yeah. Now you got, you went all in, right? So you were really, yeah. you really just have all this energy that you needed to let out and you didn't, yeah. you could only do it through photography occasionally. Mm-hmm. And now you were writing and it was like coming out of you at an alarming rate. Yes. <laughs> you were just like flowing with ideas and, mm-hmm. and it was, really incredible to see and you were you were like and i gotta say okay we we had this like we weren't having very much sex or very like interesting sex until you started writing yeah and part of that i think was the erotica that you were like you yeah. know you were thinking about sex a lot more mm-hmm. but i think part of it is also that you found something fulfilling to do yeah and you weren't so frustrated all the time yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that that, make, that gave you you could become more sexual again yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, I've had a health journey too, so I feel like that's partly responsible. But I do think the writing played uh, a big role mm-hmm. in getting my libido back. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it probably still plays a role. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. I mean, not, I, okay, so it used to be that every article I wrote turned me on. Now, like, <laughs> 50% do. Like, I yeah. can get through 50% without being like, oh. <laughs> 
But at least 50% of them still do it. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you used to somebody send me your drafts to look over and I'd be like, all right, let's get some champagne. <laughs> let's make this happen. <laughs> you were Your writing style changed quickly. I remember you were... I mean, I feel like it's changed quite a bit, but I also reread my first article recently and was pleasantly surprised. I was worried I was going to cringe through the whole thing, but it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. I, I hadn't fully, like, found my voice yet, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's still a lot of it that's the same. Yeah. Yeah. I still remember when you first wrote that post, you didn't have any issues with it. Mm-hmm. Then you wrote a couple more, and then you ran across this problem where you were wondering... Okay, how dirty can I be? Yeah, how I wasn't sure. How explicit can I be? Mm-hmm. Uh, how 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 X-rated can I make this? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of something that was. I think you had two concerns, right? Were people going to read this if it was just dirty? Yeah. Um, and were you going to get like kicked off the platform? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, so like my erotica was where I started uh, posting my erotica. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they. Obviously, published some pretty dirty stuff. Mm-hmm. But as far as I knew back then, very little, if any, got curated. And my goal was to obviously get curated and kind of like have it go wider. Yeah, because Medium works on a curation system. They have like yeah. curators that will select the best articles they can find, mm-hmm. the best stories they can find, and, and put them in front of more people, give yeah. them wider reach. So it's and- like, it's how you get your exposure. Yeah. It's how you grow. Mm-hmm. And so I really wanted to get curated and I wanted to write like educational pieces or like pieces that kind of, you know, taught you something or had a message. Yeah. And so I felt like they shouldn't be so dirty that they can't get curated. Right. So I tried to like find the line. Mm-hmm. So when you started writing uh, your blog post, you wrote about sex, but what, what kind of approach did you take? What, how did you approach writing it? Because you had, you were, from the start, I feel like you've had a bit of a plan. Like you've had a, yeah. a solid idea of what you're trying to do with Mm -hmm. your writing. Yeah. So, I mean, I wanted to write really confessional style as much as I can. Obviously, I only have so many fucking life stories. Yeah. So, like, they're not all confessional. Some of them are just guides on how to give a great Mm blowjob or whatever. But, like, I, I, but I try to, like, bring in a lot of personal details to strengthen the stories. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you decided in the end that you were going to write really explicit. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think that I am not pointlessly explicit. I try to find that balance Mm -hmm. between treating the readers like adults and writing in a way that I like. Yeah. And, um... Because you liked when things were explicit. Yeah, I do. And I I guess I do too, right? Because I Mm -hmm. remember we were both talking about this a while back that like a lot of times you'd read stuff about sex Mm -hmm. aimed at adults, for adults, by adults, and it felt like everybody was kind of like avoiding the actual sexual parts of of the topic. And I just thought how cool would it be to have kind of confessional style articles that also are a little more explicit, you know, are a little titillating at the same time. You can, you make them titillating and educational at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. A little (laughs) sugar to help the medicine go down. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So there was one complication. See, again, it's not one complication. There are lots of complications to writing about sex on the internet, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's more than one. Yeah. There's a lot. But the biggest one, the the thing that I was the most concerned with Mm -hmm. is that I didn't want my family to read it. Yeah. I didn't want my family to find out. That's why you have a pen name. 
Yeah, that's why I have a pen I, name. I feel like you wouldn't have a pen name if you didn't care about your family finding it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I have one. And it's, you know, it's complicated. I have an abusive, emotionally abusive father that I don't speak to. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really want him to have that window into my life. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't, I don't know. Some of this stuff's kind of awkward, right? Like, I don't really want my mom to read about... I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously there's the dirty sex shit, which I'm more comfortable with. I really don't want her to read the, like, poly heartbreak stuff. Like, I find that's kind of... So you'd rather she find the articles where you describe in detail us having anal sex. Yeah. (laughs) Than you... For sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like, I don't know, that's the most embarrassing thing. That's the taboo thing, right? Like, being poly and... I think that's true. I don't know. And, And the stories are... They're embarrassing. I mean, it's the, it's also it's the one that it's it's the topic that would require the most explanation. I yeah. feel like you know your mom must assume that we have some kind of sex. Yeah, she probably yeah. assumes that you only have it with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's just like I don't know. She if I if I met somebody and I fell in love and everything worked out and we formed a V or I dated on the side or whatever. Yeah, she would probably be told at that point. She'd probably find out one way or another. Yeah. There'd be telltale signs, like the dude living with us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, like, it might come out at some point, but I don't don't know. I feel like my ship may have sailed on a second relationship anyway. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not holding my breath. (laughs) (laughs) I hear there are plenty of fish in the sea, but it doesn't seem that way when you're actually casting a line. (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, there's plenty of fish, but... Oh. (laughs) Snakes and... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sharks. (laughs) Okay. Uh Um, Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah. And I mean, I write write a lot of confessionals. Honestly, my mother... (laughs) I just... I don't want her to change her opinion of me or see me differently. And as far as she knows, I've only fucked you. Yeah. And that's not true. (laughs) It's not true at all. That's really naive of her. (laughs) It is. But yeah. But you know, she had mom mom goggles on. Uh And um, I don't know if I feel like ruining that image. Mm Mm-hmm. And I I also have written, you know, some darker stories that I feel like would upset her. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so I'd I'd rather just keep those worlds separate. Plus I feel Mm -hmm. like if she ever found out Okay, so if she ever finds out, I'm never giving this up. Like there's no way I would ever give up writing I fucking love it way too much. So if she ever finds out it's just too fucking bad. Mm -hmm. Um I I will have the opinion of don't look if it makes you uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> but I would like to avoid it if I can. Plus, it might make you think twice. Even if you do it, it might still make you think twice before publishing another exactly. article about loving being choked during sex. Exactly. <laughs> I already have <laughs> I already have enough trouble with... I have written about two guys that I've met and got sort of involved with. Mm-hmm. And I have a really hard time writing about them because I feel really uncomfortable with the fact that they can read it i don't yeah, know if they do yeah. i know one reads some yeah i don't know about the other one sure and that makes me really uncomfortable because i don't write them for them i don't write them looking for like sympathy or mm-hmm. i don't know just to make them story. feel bad yeah. or any- in fact i would prefer if they didn't read them because i feel like sometimes i do feel bad that i 
tell those things. I try to keep the details minimal. I mean, I feel like they're they'd be impossible to trace back to them just re- reading your stories. Like, yeah. It's not like you're giving commanding yeah. details. No, right? I would never like breach their privacy yeah. like that. You could probably find out who I am if you read between the lines. You know? <laughs> <laughs> those guys are safe. Yeah, uh, I try to be as respectful as I can while still telling my story. And obviously, it's my side of the story. There are two sides to every story. <laughs> I'm sure they're the heroes and theirs. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, that's my story, and that's how I felt. And I, I want to share them as honestly as I can. So I push it out of my mind, the fact that they can read it. Mm-hmm. And I publish them anyway. But uh, yeah, it does play a role. I do. There are certain things I don't put in there because I feel like it's too mean. Yeah. I don't know. It, they're honest things, but they are they feel mean. I don't know. I'm a people pleaser. I have a hard time. They paint them in a bad light, right? Like yeah, and I, 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 I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, <laughs> I feel like I worry that people get... I don't know if I want to talk about this, but I worry that people get the impression that I, like, they shouldn't be friends with me because I'm going to, like, air their dirty laundry or, <laughs> or I'm going to, like, call them out or something. And yeah. I, I've, yeah, I have done that with two people. <laughs> Sort of, kind of. I mean, like I said, I always protect their identity. Yeah, yeah. But I only do it with the people who are kind of mean to me, you know? Yeah, no, well, people who hurt your feelings. People who hurt me and who lied to me. Yeah. Um, I, there are plenty of boyfriends that I have never written about because, you know, they've dumped me. But they just didn't treat me disrespectfully. Yeah. And so I had, have had no reason to write about them. And if I have written about them, it's been only positive. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, there are some people who kind of burn me and I will write about it. Yeah. You know, like, just without telling who they are or Mm -hmm. giving any sort of hints or anything like that. And without, you know, I don't, I I have things I could say that are mean, right? That I avoid because Mm -hmm. I'm not a mean person. And I try, I mean, is that cocky to say I'm not a mean person? I mean, I try really hard not to be mean and hurtful for no reason. I want to tell my story and. I don't know, silver lining, I make a living off of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, I mean, I, I'm not saying that I, like, want to exploit painful situations or people or that I enjoy the drama so that I have something to write about. No. But it's like a silver lining of getting your heart broken is writing a few articles where you're processing your feelings. Mm-hmm. You're getting it out there. You're maybe helping somebody else going through something similar, making them feel less alone. Yeah. And I, it's I a win it for everyone. It helps everybody who reads it. Like, I think yeah. people gravitate to those articles for a reason, right? Like, mm-hmm. they've either going through something similar or they've been through something similar. Well, and it's like, we're all fucking different. But one thing we all know is heartbreak. Yeah, <laughs> you know, true. like, it doesn't matter who you are. You know what it feels like to have your heart broken. I sure do. Yeah. And so I feel like that kind of connects all of us. And maybe that's why these things are so liked yeah we all kind of feel understood by them mm-hmm. yeah yeah and is that too deep did we go too deep we might have gone too deep oh yeah. fuck sometimes you complain that i go too deep so <clears throat> you do go too deep <laughs> this time it was me yeah <laughs> <laughs> whatever right, we'll d- see aside um uh okay so yeah that like those are the things that are the most embarrassing to me though if my mom ever did read them and if she does I, sorry mom are they embarrassing know. or complicated you know i find them embarrassing embarrassing okay yeah. yeah i find it embarrassing that i fell for it you know okay yeah and, yeah, like yeah. 
I mean, sometimes it's my own fault too, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm a fucking hopeless romantic and I Yeah, you are. I have a lot of hope and mm-hmm. I get my heart broken. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I feel stupid, I feel childish, it feels immature, and it feels like I, I don't want my mother or anybody to think like, well, you're happily married. Why the fuck would you put yourself through this? Like right. how stupid and immature are you? I know that's not the truth, but it's like how I feel, I guess. I don't know. It's like a gut feeling. You worry that that's what people will think. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't told my mother yet. Yeah. yeah. So this started off being what I thought was a good plan, right? Yeah. I, you had, I wasn't- you had like a, a- you had, had this like milestone. Yeah. I had a, a financial milestone because I thought I'm not going to tell her that I'm writing about sex on the internet and I'm literally making like quarters. Yeah. And like I'm going to out myself for that. For pennies a day. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, okay, well, when I hit a certain monetary goal, mm-hmm. then I will tell her yeah. that this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I think I hit that goal like two months in. Yeah. And so I moved the goal because <laughs> I wasn't ready yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I put the goal up a little higher. Mm-hmm. And then I hit that one. And then I moved the goal again. And I thought, okay, when I get to, when I get to this one, this one's the real, real, like, this one's impressive. I don't need to feel embarrassed. Right. I can tell her that I write about sex and she can't judge me because she'll be like, well, I would too. <laughs> right. If you're in that much fun, yeah. then she would, too. yeah. Yeah. And so I wanted to wait until it was something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't nothing anymore. Yeah. And then it it kind of exploded from there. So it went from nothing to something that felt almost, I felt guilty that it got so big that sh- she should have known. Like I should have told her already. Yeah. And now I almost feel too scared to tell her because I feel like she's going to be like, why the fuck didn't you tell me this? Right. Why did you keep this from me? Yeah, because it's... It's a big thing yeah. in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's changed well, it is, a lot. It sort of is our life now. It is our life, I mean, life, my yeah. life is a lot of chores and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I do the house husband deal mm-hmm. now. Uh, but pretty much our whole life now revolves around this in some way or another. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, most days my photography shit is out and I'm taking product photos or I'm taking photos for Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, like, our whole house is kind of... I mean, not our whole house, but at least our whole bedroom is kind of set up so that I can work. Yeah. And that's very different than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Like, it used to be kind of you had an office. and did, yeah. And uh, now I don't need one. Now you don't need one. Yeah. I mean, I still do some work, but I can just yeah. do it on my lap. Yeah. On a laptop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it's pretty much changed everything. Obviously, it, it changed what we thought our future was going to look like. Mm-hmm. Because we thought that I was going to be a stay-at-home mom forever. Yeah. And you were going to I was initially going to be a university professor. Yeah. When I stared down the adjunct life face-to-face, I thought, no hell. Yeah. No way hell. <laughs> so I decided to do yeah. what I was actually good at and start writing, yeah. editing. But then this happened. You you mm-hmm. you became Emma Austin. And it, yeah. it turned into a lot more than either of us expected, I think. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just uh, cheering you on. You're a little yeah. cheerleader. <laughs> so I'm still, I feel like my mood changes all the time, right? Like mm-hmm. there are some days that I'm like, if we talk today, my mother and I, I'll tell her. 
Yeah. And then by like the next day, I'm like, no, I can't tell her. Some days I even think maybe I should just tell her I freelance, right? Yeah. Some days I think, oh, I should just let you continue to have the credit. Like, we'll let just, me have we'll the just, credit yeah. For, for writing, for like writing. for making all the money. Yeah. Like, uh, why don't I just say, like, oh, well, you're doing really well. Because that's what she thinks is going on. That's what she thinks is that going you're on. You're just now. the housewife. She, she knows that things are going a little bit better for us lately. She yeah. knows that we're not struggling as much. Um, but she thinks it's you, it's not me. Because I'm making more money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sometimes I think that might just be easier because I worry that when she finds out, she's going to start like fucking searching the internet to try and find me. And, you know, I'm anonymous, mm-hmm. but I'm not that anonymous. Like, yeah. I do post half my face, both halves. <laughs> on so, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Just not in the same photo. Uh-huh. So, like, you could put them together. Obviously, I mean, and sh- if she saw half, I feel like she'd if your mother saw me. half your face, she'd know who you were. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I'm like kind of low key scared to tell her at all because I feel like her or any one of my other family members mm-hmm. could figure it out. Yeah. Right? They see those pretty blue eyes and they know it's you right away. And I know not every. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) I know not everybody looks into that stuff really well, but I'm a really, what's a nice way to say this? I'm nosy. A snoop. I'm a snoop. I mean, I'm a millennial. I can search for things pretty fucking well. Yeah. Um, I feel like everybody else can do that too Mm -hmm. and they can find me. And I'm sure if you're motivated enough, one of my family members could figure it out. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous about telling them. They just don't know to look. Exactly. Because I have no idea this is going on. And it's like, am I going to regret telling them that I do this? Because then... And it's just... I don't want my mom to feel like I... I don't... I don't know. I don't want her to feel insulted because I won't tell her. I yeah. also feel like... Because you won't tell her your pen name. No. If you tell her what you're doing, you still don't yeah. want her like, getting full access And I to, think she's going to want it. I don't think she's going to be happy about not having it. Mm-hmm. She might, yeah. And... That feels weird because I don't I don't want her bothering me for it. I am a people pleaser. That makes it really hard for me when somebody wants something from me. Yeah, you have a hard time saying no. I have a really hard time saying no. Yeah. And so I don't even know if it's smart to tell her at all or if I should just keep my mouth shut. But I'm proud. Yeah. I work really you should hard. Be. You should be. This is something you've you've built on your own, right? Like this is yeah. a I mean this is I, I like okay I was a writer mm-hmm. I mean I am a writer and an editor and I've been doing this for a few years mm-hmm. and I've not approached your level of success you know <laughs> like uh, I tried and tried and tried mm-hmm. but my own personal writing I was a writer on Medium for a little bit I've mm-hmm. done writing elsewhere uh, it, it never went anywhere so yeah. I, I know what it's like to try and struggle yeah. and Try to become like, uh, try to see if you can make a living off your writing mm-hmm. and stuff. And, um, it's not easy. And no. on you, to be fair, you put a lot more work into it than I ever did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. you, you've managed to, to do something really impressive. So you should be proud. Yeah, I am. I'm really proud. And, you know, I feel like, I feel like for years I, I tried to convince you that I think this could work and you weren't, you know, you were pessimistic about it. And yeah. I kept saying, like, listen, I feel like I have something here yeah. and I feel like this could really be something. Mm-hmm. And at some point I just said, fuck it. I'm going to show you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started mm-hmm. and I, I didn't, you know, I didn't think anybody could succeed 
overnight. Not overnight, but, you know, yeah. I thought it would take years. Yeah, you told me I wouldn't make any money for years. Well, I figured that's just what yeah. blogging is, right? Yeah, I and mean, it is, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I got lucky. Yeah, I guess so. I did. I mean, I worked hard, but I got lucky, for it's sure. It's a combination of the two. It is. You've had a, you had a really good concept from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You worked hard. You put a lot of work into your product. You make sure mm-hmm. that your content is great. And, I don't know, you fuss with it so much more than i've ever fussed with anything (laughs) yeah i'm picky yeah you're picky i'm a perfectionist and it works out well i think because Mm -hmm. perfectionists make perfect stuff (laughs) i wouldn't call it perfect but i try to get it as close to perfect as i can god who was that person who said you can get it 80 percent good for 20 percent of the work who was that oh you god remember? i don't know oh. no i mean you know that's the but 80- that's my idea right it's the like, that's, I, I mean that's kind of what i follow is i'm it doesn't need to be perfect perfect but it can be pretty close yeah. you know mm-hmm. for me anyway like it yeah. has to, well, I, I mean yeah you 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 take your rough draft and you take mm-hmm. your first idea and you you kind of polish it till it's as good as you can get it to be yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah i don't know <laughs> i'm i'm pretty sure i'm still gonna tell her yeah I'm thinking it might be the next time she comes, if not before. She lives very far away, so we don't see her very often. Across the country. And I feel we... Okay, so this is the thing. I feel weird telling her by text, Mm -hmm. even though, honestly, I have so much anxiety, I'd probably be a nervous wreck telling her in person. You probably should tell her by text. But I feel like I want to see her face. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But, but you're like you're yeah. the kind of person who would propose marriage over text. Like you just yeah. you have a hard time I'm nervous saying big I things get, in person. I, yeah, I get nervous. Yeah. I get overwhelmed easily. You <laughs> do. Yeah. Like when I get mad, I'll cry. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. So it might be better to tell her in text. And well, I th- I thought I was going to tell her in person, but she also has a boyfriend now, and her boyfriend comes, and I don't know how he'd feel about being in the room for that conversation. Yeah. Because I don't know him that well. <laughs> No, yeah, we don't know him that well, so mm-hmm. it'd be kind of weird to be like, oh, surprise, yeah. we're perverts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how conservative he is. Oh, who knows? Um, so, I don't know. Maybe I'll tell Maybe he's text. a secret pervert. Maybe your mom's you a know, secret I pervert. You know, I had a really big fear that we were going to meet him, and I, it was going to become apparent that he was a reader. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was terrified of yeah. that, because it could happen. Mm-hmm. I yeah. kind of suspect everybody now. Like, anytime I go anywhere and I feel like people are looking at me, I'm like, is it because they recognize me? Like, not because I'm, like, a huge fucking big deal and I get recognized, but just because I do know, because we see the podcast stats, that there are people very close to where we live who listen. That's true. Hi, yeah. guys. <laughs> hey, local listeners. Anybody from New Brunswick? <laughs> What up, 506? Most, <laughs> most of the people listening are like, where the fuck's New Brunswick? No, wait, there's did, New Brunswick I didn't in, know New they Jersey, were in New Jersey. So. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even have accents. <laughs> oh, why you have an accent? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're French. I mean, everyone has an accent. I wish I was French. I'm French Canadian. That's a big difference. Well, That's yeah. a lot less sexy. You'd be a lot classier if you were just French. If only. But I'm a Canadian instead, and that's my cross to bear. That's basically the hick version of french people right like now i just feel like you're being offensive towards me <laughs> what is the what would the I, I would i it's not hick but it's like what word am i trying to think of i don't know you're just offended now so i'm, I'm full-on triggered <laughs> yeah but i mean acadian yeah. french acadians are like you know they're from the maritimes sure yeah, we're backwater people yeah a little bit we're rural people we live in the we sticks are rural and live in the sticks yeah yeah yeah, that's what makes it so hard for me to have 
confidence on the podcast. It's my damn accent. <laughs> Same reason why it's hard for me to dirty talk. You do just fine. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take that dick, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you like it rough, no? <laughs> okay. For my plot. <laughs> no, that's terrible. <laughs> but I will do it. <laughs> um. Okay. Now we're done on the dirty talk. <laughs> Yeah, the there French we go. dirty talk. French dirty talk. Okay. Uh huh. Um, where were we going? I don't even know. I don't even know how we got talking. Your mom's oh, boyfriend might be a pervert. And, oh, yeah. We have local listeners. Yeah. What up, perverts? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. And obviously, if there are people all over reading me, mm-hmm. and there are, yeah, it could be anyone. <laughs> sure. That makes me a little paranoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're the small town lady mm-hmm. with purple hair. It wouldn't be hard to find me. Let's. No. Should I not say that? Like, am I going to get stalked? Maybe. Yeah. I'm one of a kind. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) I mean, you're special. I think you're very special. Everyone's one of a kind. Everyone's. Except twins. (laughs) (laughs) Putting twins on blast here. (laughs) Only identical twins. Twins are so derivative. Now we both talked at the same time. I know, just like twins would. <laughs> Depends. Are they identical or fraternal? <laughs> Welcome to Twincast. <laughs> Wait, oh my god, we just jumped the shark. <laughs> we just jumped the shark. <laughs> Here it is. I don't know, I think we jumped it a lot earlier. I don't know. Uh, that was pretty jumpy. That was jumpy, though. Do you ever miss writing erotica? Yeah. Yeah? I don't so much miss writing erotica because I, I feel like... I'm busy. I'm too yeah, busy for yeah. it. But I do miss actually writing it. I miss how horny I got from writing it. I miss that too. You got yeah. really horny writing it. Yeah, because it's literally you're like, you're, it's your own, you know, you write what turns you on. You yeah. write what you want to happen next. And I get really, really invested in my characters and the story. Yeah. And so, like, seriously, I have, <laughs> I have masturbated to thinking about the storylines of my stories. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so close to masturbating to yourself. Is it? Which yeah. is fine. I did Whatever. wonder if it was a little, like, narcissistic. But it, I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes. I just, I was really invested in the characters. Yeah. And it was like, no, it was almost like reading somebody else's book, right? Like, you're masturbating to fictional characters, it's fine. Just because yeah. you made them up, who cares? Yeah. Like, I like the stories. Be like drawing a pair of boobs on some paper and jerking off to it, it's fine. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Okay, full confession, I've done that before. Wait, what? I mean, I haven't jerked off to it or (laughs) chilled off to it, but I have totally drawn drawn boobs boobs? before and thought, like, that's kind of hot. All right, yeah. You just have hot boobs. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't draw very well, so I've never managed it. I mean, they weren't weren't great. I drew them on, like, a little kid's Etch-A-Sketch thing. (laughs) (laughs) Etch-A-Sketch boobs. I mean, the kid was sleeping. No, of course. (laughs) (laughs) This is bored. See, this is the kind of shit I did before I started writing erotica. You did your creativity out by etch-a-sketching some boobs. Yeah, no, it wasn't an etch-a-sketch. It was like um, you know, is that a magna doodle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. magna doodle, magna doodle boobs. Magna. <laughs> yep. I've done yeah. that. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. So there's a confession. So you an embarrassing always, confession. So you always had an erotic imagination. You were just kind of wasting it on a magna doodle <laughs> instead yeah. of writing it out into yeah. novellas. Mm-hmm. I've always had a passion for sex, even mm-hmm. when I wasn't having much sex. Yeah, that was the. That's a thing that's that's interesting. Is 
Yeah. My sex drive has literally never slowed down, <laughs> but yours did yeah. quite a bit, but mm-hmm. your interest in sex never stopped. No, and that's, I wrote an article a long time ago, like when I first started about sexual energy, because I felt like it needed to be separated from libido, Yeah, because I feel like I've always had very high sexual energy. I've just been a sexual person. I make jokes. I think dirty, dirty things. I... Mm-hmm. I'm turned on by sex-adjacent things. Yeah. And sometimes I'm mentally turned on, even though I'm not physically turned on. Yeah, that's strange to me, but I get it. Yeah. In a way. Women are weird. I don't know. Maybe it's not all women. Maybe it's just me, because I have hormonal shit going on. And Yeah, but you can be... I don't want to say aroused, but you can be like... Your mind can be right in the gutter, mm-hmm. thinking about sex constantly, just yep. obsessing over sex. Mm-hmm. But I have zero desire for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah. But yeah, that was the whole inspiration behind that article. Mm-hmm. Is just finding somebody that you match with intellectually. I mean, obviously, ideally, you have somebody that you, ha- you know, your libido's match to, sure. but that well, wasn't the case. We always had that. We always had, like, yeah. the same dirty-minded yeah. energy. Mm-hmm. The same, like, when somebody says, hey, come over here, we both, like, nudge each other because they accented the come. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We both do that's what she said jokes mm-hmm. way too often. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that always kind of matched, even though my libido didn't match. And like, mm-hmm. stay tuned next week because we're going to talk about that happening, like my hormonal journey and all the shit that ruined my sex drive yeah. <laughs> next week. Next week. Yeah. And so we'll kind of go into what the fuck was happening there. Yeah. Because basically, yeah. I would, I essentially, I was going into menopause in my 20s because my hormones were so low yeah so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that next week that was challenging because i was the opposite yeah uh yeah but now it's not so challenging because even though i still have a higher sex drive you're writing about sex in, in part mm-hmm. is making you much more interested in having sex yeah it so does. we're having a lot more sex than we used to it's so true, yeah. yeah. It just kind of puts me in the right mindset, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of times that like you think about sex so much. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way, right? You think about sex so much that you start thinking about certain things that you want to try. Yeah. And then that makes you kind of feel like, okay, well, I can't wait till the next time we have sex, mm-hmm. which kind of makes kind of, you a lot more receptive yeah. to having sex. It speeds up that next time because yeah. you're excited about the sex. <laughs> and you often, ha- often have like sex toys to try out and things like yeah. that. So that kind of mm-hmm. makes everything exciting. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's another great part of where my, my blogging journey has taken me is that now I work with companies sometimes and yeah. I do reviews and I try out really awesome sex toys mm-hmm. and I fucking love this. I just yeah. love it. It's so much fun. It's been great. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we can be done now. I think yeah. we probably can be. Should We've we talk about the Q&A thing or if we were going to? That's true. Yeah, you wanted to solicit questions. Yeah, well, I was thinking it might be kind of fun. Now, I don't know if we have enough listeners yet. Oh, so well, well, we're this, gonna, this could, is a good way to find out. <laughs> it is. And we could kind of accumulate over the next few episodes, yeah. even if we wanted to. But I figured but, I would put it out there. That, like, if you have questions, I don't know. I don't feel qualified to fully answer questions, but, you know, I do get asked questions and I do answer them in full-length articles, so maybe so I can try. So the idea is that you'd put together a, Q- a Q&A podcast. You'd yeah. answer people's questions, read your questions. Yeah, I feel like that'd be fun, right? We could just sit mm-hmm. here and, and go through some questions yeah. if anybody has any. I don't know. If you don't, don't ask. Whatever. Yeah. I, I won't be too butthurt. No. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I'm going to have to come up with another idea. 
for a podcast if no sure. one no one has any questions. If we go off the but... air, it's your fault because we didn't <laughs> we didn't get enough questions. From no, you. it's okay. Don't make anyone feel bad. I'm they don't have to ask to. questions. I'm not trying to. Okay, <laughs> but and... it's we were talking. This came out of the idea that we were talking about how kind of strange it is that these all these people listen, but we don't really interact with them. It's not like Medium where you have comments. That's right. There's no yeah. comments on podcasts. I mean, no. I guess there's like reviews. If you want to go leave a review on like Apple, I think it is. Is it sure. Apple? Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. You can leave or a Stitcher. review there or Stitcher. Um, or, you know, you can just tell us on uh, Twitter. <laughs> you can find us both on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but like we, we don't interact. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Why are you making fun of me? I'm not. I'm okay. not. I was just innocently laughing. Okay. <laughs> okay. But like, we don't interact with anybody who listens. That's true. And so it almost feels like no one's listening, mm-hmm. even though we're watching the numbers. Yeah. Which feels fucking weird. Except. By the way. <laughs> yeah. 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 And But shout out to Holly Bradshaw and Matt Lily White for acknowledging our existence. Yeah. <laughs> they are so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So. If you have any questions, I don't know, about sex, about mm-hmm. relationships, mm-hmm. about us. <laughs> I mean, we're not that interesting. Mm, surprisingly not interesting, yeah. No, we're pretty boring. But if you want to ask us boring questions, yeah. we'll give you boring answers. <laughs> <laughs> Try to ask some exciting questions. <laughs> and we'll do our best not to disappoint. You can find our contact info in the show notes. If you go yeah. to the show notes for the podcast, uh, you'll find my email and we'll find all sorts of places to reach you us. Can, yeah, you can email them if you want them to be private. You can, I'm, I'm, I'll probably do like a, should I do like a poll or something on not not a poll? I don't know. I don't know Instagram all like that an, well. Okay. Like an AMA, like an ask me anything kind of. Yeah, on Instagram, like yeah. a story. Yeah. I thought maybe I haven't done one before, so I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. I'm still kind of learning Instagram, but I am having fun. Um, so maybe I'll put one there. Yeah. You could also ask on Twitter, or you could DM one of us on Twitter too. Sure. Yeah. Um, we might. I don't know if we're gonna get a lot of these, but we might not answer everybody. No one's ever DM me, so like, hey. You can be my first. They're not all good, though. You might oh, get dick pics. <laughs> I, you know, that'd be my first, too. Hey, if you want to be my first dick pic, hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> be respectful, though. Be a gentleman. Come but on. Like, don't. Take a good shot. Don't be rude. Yeah, and take a good picture. Say hi first. Yeah, do say hi. Yeah, I don't want to say. I mean, dick first. you I should ask for first. consent always before you send sure. a dick pic. I feel like if I solicited on the podcast, well, I, I guess that's true. But my, you know. Just be respectful, but guys. So, no, here's the deal, though. Okay. I get to see the dick pics. So oh, yeah. I you know everything. that if you're sending it to Jake, mm-hmm. Emma sees it. That's right. No, yeah, it's, of course. It's a rule of mine. You have to show me every dirty picture you get. It doesn't matter who sends it to you. Okay. okay. Well, okay, then. If, if you get tits, I get tits. I haven't gotten any tits yet. It's no, been a whole year. Yeah. And I feel like you can't really ask for that. No, you can't. Without seeming like a man. <laughs> I actually had an idea to write it. I don't think I'm ever going to write it. So this is whatever. an early article of and, yours, right? Yeah. It was, like, okay, so I have a huge doc document um, of... <laughs> a huge doc. <laughs> a huge doc. <laughs> You're well hung. Yeah. Okay, so I have a huge uh, like text document yeah. with all my lists of ideas. And I have like fucking... It's like a brain dump with all every yeah. idea you have for an, uh, uh, an episode for a podcast or an yeah. article or anything like that. And um, so I have like hundreds of ideas. Mm-hmm. So I'm not running out anytime soon. <laughs> no, half of them are shit, okay? <laughs> Who's that guy who says you should write down 10 ideas a day even if nine are shit? James Altucher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smart man. 
I know. I don't remember names. <laughs> I don't. I don't know my neighbors' names for fuck's sake because I can't remember. I don't know them, them either because they introduced <sighs> themselves to me once. I forgot their names almost immediately, and I'm too embarrassed to ask. No, again. I have social anxiety, so I can't. I, I'm too busy thinking like make eye contact, smile, seem friendly, like seem nice, make them think that they want to be neighbors with you, mm-hmm. and like laugh at all their fucking jokes, and then I'm like not listening to them at all. Yeah, Ugh, it's so stupid. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm working you know, it on it. it I might need to go to therapy. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Okay, where were we going with this? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, I'm bad with names. Oh, ideas. Yeah. So I had this idea a while back for writing an article about how I don't know how to ask for a tit pic without seeming like a man. Yeah. Because... How do you ask women to send you a bunch of titty shots? Mm Mm-hmm. Without-, Without coming across like you're pretending to... I mean, this was this was a funnier topic early on in my blogging career because no one... People used to make comments about how I might not be who I say I am because I write under a pen name because no one, no one really... I mean, there were a few people who wrote under pen names, but mm-hmm. um, I was doing it completely anonymously with no picture of myself or anything. Yeah. And I feel like there was some criticism of like, they could be lying about who they are. Yeah. And so I felt like it was kind of funny because if i if i asked for tit pics like i did when i wrote that article about asking for dick pics would everybody just be like oh emma austin's totally a dude <laughs> like just pretending to be a ch- yeah. chick <laughs> nice scam you're running here yeah <laughs> pretending to be a lady online so you can get yeah shots of people's titties i think it's because somebody had contacted me Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not going to tell the whole story because oh, I, I don't like being mean to people. Here we go. Not not mean, but like I don't like make, making jokes about someone else, right? Emma Austin's about to spill the tea. <laughs> but somebody really early on had DM'd me and they started asking me a whole lot of questions about milking. Lactation. Milking, milking like lactation, erotica. Right? Yeah. She called it milking. Oh, okay. And there was just this way that she just kept talking about it that mm. made me feel like okay this is a guy that has a fetish right. and is just pretending to be a woman to get other women to talk about it yeah with them right i don't know for sure but it's kind of like that whole story there was you a know, vibe like, there was a vibe there was a weird vibe yeah and um it's kind of like the you know when you hear about women who work in lingerie stores and the men will call and ask them to describe lingerie because they're gonna buy some for their wife and then like you can tell they're like jerking off on the phone <laughs> <laughs> to lingerie you, yeah. yeah okay it's kind of like that like i, I feel mean, like i, I mean, feel okay. like this person was just kind of like yeah. probably had his dick in his hand mm-hmm. and was talking to me about lactation erotica yeah. i don't know yeah guys if, if you're calling up lingerie stores to get your jo- your jollies off get your credit card Mm-hmm. There are cam girls out there. They yeah. they are professionals. They will take care mm-hmm. of you. You don't need to call unsuspecting clerks. It's all good. It's so true. There's so many better ways. And you yeah. know what? At the very least, get yourself a Sears catalog and do it the, <laughs> the old fashioned way. way. Yeah. Because yeah. those those employees work hard. Don't be fucking jacking off to them <laughs> and making them like waste their time. Yeah. Well, we've recorded probably the longest podcast we've ever recorded. That's true. This because, is the longest audio. Well, we we've really played. struggled with this one because we want it to be interesting and I feel like it's boring. So I'm really sorry again if it's boring. I feel like the toy unboxing was a little boring too. Are we sucking at this? I don't know. I think the toy unboxing was kind of fun, though I haven't heard it since. Yeah. Um, 
I've heard it a few times because I edit the shit out of it. It takes me all fucking day. Mm -hmm. I basically just gave myself a part-time job on top of my full-time job that is paying me no money. But I do really enjoy it. It's kind of fun. Podcasting is fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It is. The editing is a lot of work. Yeah. But it's cool. It's really fun. I've always wanted to have a podcast. Plus, I I can... I personally just get to not be the house husband for a little bit. Yeah, I know. get to be out there. I feel a little bit bad because we've kind of had a role reversal and like... Now I work and you don't work as much and you still work a bit. Yeah, I still work a bit. But, yeah. No, it's cool. I like being a house husband. I'm glad because I feel like I get I feel to listen like we to both... podcasts. I get to like, I don't know, take care of the house, take mm-hmm. care of the kids, make sure I look good. Yeah. I get, you know, mm-hmm. work out a little more mm-hmm. and uh, improve my sex game so I can yeah. keep my wife satisfied. This is my goal <laughs> in life is just to keep a happy wife. I feel like we both just, we were in the wrong roles and as soon as we switched... That's we true. both just felt right. You know, when I was um when I was in grad school, I was, you know, studying a lot of different kinds of topics, but I was thinking of pivoting right before I kind of quit. Yeah, I was thinking of pivoting at the end of my grad school career to mm-hmm. studying leisure, and I think I just was sick and tired of working. I just <laughs> I just wanted spare time yeah. again. And so I mean, now I have it. Grad school is brutal. I like being Most people don't even make it through. You know, you're lucky you made it through. (laughs) Arguably lucky. I mean, I forced you to finish at that point because it would have been a waste of money otherwise. But I mean, it's still a waste of money. (laughs) I don't know. Do you like having your philosophy degrees? Um, I like having philosophy degrees, I guess, but... They're a little useless. They're a little useless. I'm just... They were expensive. (laughs) You know, I... I feel like it took me like 10 years of philosophy to realize that the the key to living a satisfying and fulfilling life is to just be domestic <laughs> and not yeah. worry about philosophy so much. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it took a lot of it took me reading a lot of Aristotle to get to that point. Mhm. Okay. Where are we going? How are we closing? We're all over the place. All right. Well, I guess that's pretty much all we have to say about I mean, yeah. it's kind of a jumbled up podcast sorry about that guys you were a housewife i was a housewife then you were an erotica writer yeah then you were a sex blogger mm-hmm. you're still a sex blogger now you're a podcaster mm-hmm. and um, i'm having a fucking blast having a blast yeah it's fun mm-hmm. it's been a ride yeah it has yeah and i get to be the house husband <laughs> which is great yeah yeah it's all worked out mm-hmm. and so oh yeah so i mean if you guys have any questions Want to ask any questions? Just contact us in one of the, I don't know, many ways we can be many reached. ways. Yes, yeah. Um, it's all yeah. in the show notes. I keep thinking we need like a you know a, a, follow a us on out. Twitter, yeah. follow us on Instagram, check us out on. I mean, check me out on Medium if you don't already read me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you found the podcast if that's the case, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> if you found the podcast and you had no idea who Emma was. Yes, tell me. Tell us. Tell Reach me. out and tell us. Yes. Like, where did you find us? How did you find us? Because I don't think there are any. I feel like search, they're all for medium. Did you just like search sex on Apple Podcasts and scroll way down? Until <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you found the new yeah. obscure podcasts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, you know, you kind of hypothesized that maybe we have local listeners because maybe it like advertised? Yeah. Is there some sort of algorithm that helps you find it because you're in the, the region? Or do we actually have readers? I mean, I know I have one reader who lives in Miramichi. <laughs> yeah. And I only know that because 
we grew up 45 minutes from Miramichi. That's right. So it it holds a place in our heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now everybody listening has one more piece of information to triangulate with and find us. Oh, shit, is that a bad Accost idea? Accost us at the grocery store. I mean, we are from a very gossipy town. We are in a gossipy place. Yeah. We're small town folk. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We went to a big city for a while and we didn't like it. It was too- No one was friendly. No one's friendly in big no, cities. I they mean, all it's not act true. like you're going to mug them if they smile at you. Yeah, I smiled at so many people when mm-hmm. we were living there and yeah. they always looked at me like with suspicion. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you smiling? It was so weird. Because I'm nice, yeah. damn it. No, like, I have social anxiety, and I say hi and smile to every fucking person I pass. Yeah. I mean, not everywhere, but, like, if I'm going for a walk or something, mm-hmm. obviously I'm not, like, yelling hi to everyone at the grocery store. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I am, though, because I have a baby, so yeah. people say hi to us. But, yeah. You know, we're small-town folk, you can tell, because all our examples of being out and about is being at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> the grocery store is the biggest place we have in town and it's not even a real big grocery store it's like one of those like ones that everything's overpriced like that's how small of a town we live in (laughs) that our groceries are overpriced (laughs) oh i mean we're in canada all of our groceries are overpriced oh snap (laughs) okay catch y'all next time nope (laughs) oh yeah we keep talking yeah we have to find a way to finish this yeah i mean Check me out on Medium. Mm-hmm. Follow me on Twitter. Sure. Follow me on Instagram. That's where the good stuff is. Yeah. I mean, her cleavage. Yeah, my face. Your like, face. you yeah. want to see kind of what I look like. Oh, she's pretty. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Find out why I married her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> where do we go from there? How are you going to edit this? It's going to take me two days instead of one. I better get on it. <laughs> That's what she okay. said. Oh, I had to say okay at the same time. Say That's it again. Okay. That's what she said. Say it. Say it with more charisma. Ouch. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> or he said. <laughs> There's a reference for it. Mm. The end. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Ask us questions. Should I put it on Instagram? When it when should I put it on Instagram? Obviously, I have to wait because it's it's story. We should get off here. Bye. <laughs> Honestly, it's nine thirty and it's time for bed. It is, yeah. I guess it's time to put on the bloopers now, right? I think so. It's, it's time. Yeah, it's time. Beep. <laughs> He's meowing like someone's killing mm. him. <laughs> I fed him. So what the fuck is his problem? All right, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> From dealing with I the missed cat. you. I missed you too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just at the door for a few seconds, but it was like we were miles apart. <laughs> Last time we didn't have one, I don't think. I think it was just all shit, so I cut it out and just started straight. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm high. It's okay. Not wet enough. <laughs> I gotta say, po- lube is great, but podcasting is the least exciting time that you apply lube. <laughs> that you know of. Because you weren't always a writer or a no. blogger or much of anything. <laughs> That's me. Thanks, ouch. No. <laughs> you- <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. I feel like I painted myself into a corner real fast. What were you? Yeah, 10 years, right? Because mm-hmm. he's nine and I was put on. Like our, I, our oldest son is nine. Yeah, our oldest yeah. son is nine, and I was—I had to 
What? I mean, you said he like everybody knows what we're talking about. Well, they about. know that I have children. <laughs> I know. And it's about being a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, yeah, so I when know. you say he, you're probably referring to the oldest, right? Yeah, you let the listeners okay. make those associations. <laughs> Give them some chores to do. <laughs> maybe it's one of those things like where I'm like, well, it's obvious. Yeah. And everyone else is like, no, it's not. <laughs> what is she talking about? Where am I going with this? Got your time. I know. I'm You've been really playing tired. this for a week. I know. When I looked through my notes, I was like, I don't want to say any of those things anymore. I'm just a little grumpy lately. Yeah. So I'm feeling pessimistic. Yeah. That's all. That's okay. Yeah. It happens. You make that joke like every week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Like your fingers clean of the lube. <laughs> dirty, dirty woman. I'm starting to feel like the taste of this lube I are, I associate with blowjobs. Mm. All right, so I know what we're doing later. <laughs> I'm like, where's the dick? <laughs> Where am I going here? I don't know. I don't know. You started this one? <laughs> I'm um, not going to start naming names. No. <laughs> <laughs> not until somebody pays you the big bucks. <laughs> For a tell-all. Star Magazine. <laughs> yeah. Sponsor us. Come on, TMZ. <laughs> You've got all the dirty details. Mm. You're doing great. You're the bee's knees. <laughs> this room is a lot lonelier when I can't look at your butt. The you cup you have. handed me tasted like lube. That's weird. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> your hands are covered in lubes. <laughs> it's not that weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My hands are always covered in lube. Ooh, you live a good life. <laughs> we gotta move. Well, the problem is we're <laughs> thinking of moving into a house that has a bitch of a heating bill. Oh, yeah, does it ever. <laughs> this is... Okay, so I have learned so much about insulation now that I could probably do a podcast on fucking insulating a house. Yeah. Because that's all I've been researching lately. Mm -hmm. That and, like, switching from oil to gas. So, so if you stop posting on Medium, it's because you're you're pivoting to insulation and home renovation content. <laughs> I mean, should I start another Medium account? No, I think Emma Austin should just write about... <laughs> <laughs> bat insulation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if this doesn't pan out, that's what I'm doing next. All right. <laughs> I like sex. I'm actually mm -hmm. a big fan of sex. Did you know that? You're the biggest fan, aren't you? I. <laughs> That's right. I am the biggest fan of sex. I'm the number one fan of sex. <laughs> Get that nookie. Do we use any of that or is that all way too cocky? Just me stroking my ego. Mm. Emma Austin, the big, You'll big decide dick when you on medium. <laughs> sex. Sexy sex. Super sex. Lots of sex. Wall-to-wall -wall sex. Big time sex. Oh, man, my hip hurts. <laughs> Really bad. I need to move. Shit, okay. but if I move, I'm not going to be at the same angle. Mm -hmm. Oh, everything cracked. Because yeah. I'm an old crotchety lady. <laughs> it's harder. We talked about your mom. Now we have to talk about sex. So mm. it's like awkward. Yeah. <laughs> they overdo it sometimes, but shh, don't tell them I said that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go into this. Don't go into that. Don't <laughs> it's too big of a topic. Don't, don't, don't. That's a whole other <laughs> podcast. Do you know what I don't like about podcasting? There's one thing I don't like. What? When we're done recording, it's too late to fuck. Yeah. That's my own. That's the only downside. Mm-hmm. We just go to bed with some kind of boring married pick. couple. We have to pick one. Yeah. Sex or podcast. Podcast or sex. So you're welcome, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> we pick this instead of sex. <laughs> I honestly wake up early mostly to jerk off. Yeah. <laughs>
you know, like productivity yeah, okay, schedule yeah. and, you know, the best like, morning routine to best, kick tomorrow's ass. Yes. And then the and first thing is like jerk off <laughs> porn, jerk off long session yeah. strokers lube. Take the whole it, shebang. Take it slow, make guys. Love make love to yourself. Love to your, make love to your own dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You won't regret that's, it. That's how you start your day on the right foot. It is for me. Well, there you have it. Mm-hmm. Jake Austin's secrets. Come up to me in the streets and say, hey, when do you jerk off? And I'd be like, well, morning, duh. <laughs> like, I... <laughs>